All this tippy-tappy stuff, everybody keeps going about the right way to play football. It's all of... Welcome to No Tippy Tappy Football with me, Natalie Pike, and Big Sam Allardyce. He can't take it, can he? He can't take it, he just can't take it. Hiya again, Sam. Hello, good to see you again. Good to see you again. To yes, be, uh, yes, we're becoming good, good friends again. In I this think. wonderful surroundings. And you've opened up your little black book again for us. Very kind of you. Uh, tell us who you've invited in today. Well, <laughs> we've known each other since we were 16, uh, Bolt Wanderers. And uh, um, he came, I think he came a year, year, after, year after me. And um, we've been. Uh, known each other ever since, friends ever since. We've we've had two great careers, and uh, it's my pleasure to introduce to Peter Reed. Peter, welcome. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hey, by the way, little black book. I'd love to see some of them. Numbers, by the way, <laughs> we've had Sammy Lee, we've had Duncan Ferguson, and now we've got you as well. Ooh, nice. good people, good football people, good <laughs> lads as well, and uh, like Sam says, I was fifteen, got in that dressing room with him, Barry. Bolton Wanderers had a great youth system, i.e. that's why I signed. And like Sam, I got on the team at 17, 18, and we had a good career. But you, the dressing room back in them days was great. And football was different. Football was different. But I wouldn't I wouldn't change my time for everything. And we've been friends ever since, so it's a, it's a long, long time. Yeah. Because you, mu- you must meet a lot of people in football, but to actually have someone that you keep as a friend yeah. for this long... Yeah, because in the game you move around and you move different places and they can come and go. But I think that, like like Peter said, that that bond you build when your kids together and you break through into the team and you live your dream, you're fulfilling your dream, the dreams that, that you had in your bedroom, the dreams that you had when I used to watch Wolverhampton Wanderers, and that that dream becomes a reality when you step into the first team and then... You have to try and find out how, how, how good you are then and whether you can sustain it playing that level and develop. And, of course, we we at that stage with a, a good balance of experienced players and like Roger Hunt and Frank Worthington Tony and, Dunn, and Peter Tony Thompson. Dunn, Peter Thompson, Willie Morgan and us young uns, um, you know, making it through together. And uh, I tell you what, I remember, you know, you'll talk friendship and football. I remember... I was having a struggle at Everton. I come on against Coventry, and he was playing, and I got a ball. And I, I, to be fair, this game galvanised my career. But during the game, I've got a touch in the middle of the back, and it's a heavy touch, and he can clatter me. And I know, and we've had a chat about it, yeah, and he didn't because he was my mate. And the rest is history. Honest, I got I got it in the team. We won championships, and wow, wow, wow. Got it in the England team, but I always remember him. He didn't duck out the challenge. He, he knew it was me and he could have carted me, but he didn't. And, and, and you know, as a footballer, you know split seconds. And I went, wow, brilliant that. And I, I, I always remember that. Always remember it. Wow. What about- he, had, he had such a, an, an, an interruption in his career with injuries, like yeah, yeah. Uh, that it was, you know, we'd, we'd all missed him at the Wanderers at that particular time. I'd moved on. Uh, to Coventry, like you I mean, like I said, but just it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, I mean, I, I, my job was to clean players out if I could, uh, you know. And in them days, mm. a manager liked if you hurt him. <laughs> right? It sounds silly to say that now, but the manager liked it if you hurt the opposition players. 
and uh, and and th- that was the way it was. But you know, one of the one of those times where you know it's f- friendship means a lot, and yeah. it like I mean, in, in in what you're doing and where you're going, and you know, you wouldn't. Um, uh, you you wouldn't do you you wouldn't do anything to go out and give your best, but just at that time, it's a split second decision, isn't it? And it and it happened. And I, and I have to say, from my side, and uh, I'm glad it did because you know, but like I said, we've been friends not just in football. I mean, really went on to World Cups and win win league championships and stuff like that. But we've both been on into the management. And of course, you yourself played at the World Cup. Can you tell us what is it like as a as a player? First of all, you get picked. You're on the plane. You go in. What is the whole experience like? I've got no memories whatsoever. No, um, <laughs> I, I was in the squad with. Um, I mentioned. I mentioned trained it before, like the midfield three were Robson, Hoddle, and Wilkins, Haitley up front uh, with Lineker and uh, Chris Waddle on the left. And there wasn't a balance. This is when people. There wasn't a real balance to it. And so Bobby Robson. He gave me England. And then um, we got beaten the first game by Portugal 2 1. Hey, by the way, World Cup's unbelievable, the okay. build up. But uh, uh, we just got beaten in the FA Cup final, got there late. We got there late in 86. Yeah. Liverpool turned us over and he turned us over in the league. So I wasn't in the best of moods. I wasn't in the team. But then the Portugal game got beat 2 1. We played Morocco in a place called, we were based in Sotillo, played in Monterey, which is a desert town. That was us. Brian done his shoulder. Yeah. He, he, he went in with a, a dodgy shoulder, done his shoulder against Morocco. And Ray Wilkins got sent off. So then the systems changed. He, 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 obviously, the manager. Uh, and Don Howe changed the system where I come in with Glenn Hoddle he played uh, Trevor Stephen Chris Waddle got injured in the same session he played Stevie Hodge and then he had Gary Lineker who was having a bad time getting stick up front but what he did then he changed he had Peter Beasley in, in behind who used to drop off the number 10 they call it yeah. nowadays but we had players like that and all of a sudden, we beat Poland 3-0. Gary Lineker gets an hat-trick. And the whole atmosphere with the supporters within the camp, it was like, wow, we're through. We were through. Um, and let's see, I, th- I think we moved up to Mexico City then and played Paraguay and turned them over. And then you're obviously into a quarter-final against Argentina and arguably... Uh, the hand of God. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, it, which was... Do you think that if that not had happened, Jim, you might have won it? Funny enough, I, I've been... I've been uh, someone wrote me the other day. The referee was Tunisian. And he said, uh, he's got the ball. He's auctioning it. So he said, would you do a press conference? Uh, I said, all right. He said, I'll give you a few quid. A few quid. I said, I'm on. Yeah, move me, <laughs> me in, Dano. They reckon it's going to go for three million nicker. For the ball? The ball. Honest to God. Three, it's in the press this morning. So this well, that's three, more. That's more. That in, in, in terms of... Three million nicker. That's in terms of the shirt. 7.4. That you could have got. Well, by the way... Hold on, Maybe could have got. Can I just say to you now, I was in London 
when they had the auction, I went up and seen it. <gasps> and I'd be pitched. It's the closest I've ever been to me, to my face. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell anyone. Yeah, it went for over seven million, but, that. But what's, what's, you know, when you look, look back, it's, the, it's one of the most iconic games. Absolutely. Isn't it? Because oh, you've got yeah. the handball, you've got the second one, and then you've got like Lineker getting one back and nearly yeah. getting an equaliser. Yeah. So it, it's, and some of the figures now are ridiculous. But I don't think Pelly got that much for all of his memorabilia. No, no. I, I, Sadly. I just, I just Pelly, they're one of the greatest I, World Cup players and goal yeah. scorers, but Maradona had this, this I don't it's, know. It's yeah. an, well, they think he, he won the well. If you, I go to, I used to go to Argentina and, and if you meet an Argentinians, there's loads at this, Sotheby's having a look at it, loads of Argentina. Mm. And if you go to them, if you go to them, and Messi's one of the best players well. If you go Maradona or Messi, 99% go Maradona. Oh, wow. Because yeah. that's his, that was his international fame, yeah. you see. Yeah. Whereas Messi's he, never had that, has he? Like, you no, mean, that's what, the problem, isn't it? What he did at Napoli. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, and and as we know, when he was at Barca, he, he got done by that Gucci cheer, didn't he? Bilbao. Yeah. He, he he got done over there, and he and that's when you could let, like Sam said, you could layer on people them them days. And um, and don't get me wrong, I think Messi and Ronaldo, the sensations in the modern games, brilliant. But back in that day, the physicality was, let's say, a bit different. Talking about memorabilia, do either of you collect it? Do you, did you do you have? No, I've got I've got a, I've got a bit. Yeah, I've got a I've got a shirt personally signed by Diego Maradona. I've got a baggy green cap signed by the late great Shane Warne, which I love. <gasps> I'm not that far, but I'll tell you, I did buy the uh, uh, cricket bat that one of the cricket bats is signed by all the. England players when they won the Ashes for the first time oh, for a long time that. in England. Nice. That was through Freddie Flintoff. You've never watched the game. Oh, no, the only I'm time you watched it. it is when you got Strauss out at Old Trafford <laughs> having a bevy. Do you remember that? The door Do you remember yet. that? I've got, well, you, oh, I've had yeah. Sit down. Next ball, Strauss gets done. I've gone, you big stupid. <laughs> Do you remember that? We're that, having that. a bevy. Yeah. Oh, funny that. Yeah. I forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded yeah. me about that. That's on telly somewhere, that. I know. That's on I've telly, isn't it? I've seen it a few times. Have you? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. Google that. Well, they, they panned into the crowd and saw oh, you. Him. He's having a well, bevy right there. The doors are open and I'm right behind... The umpire's gone. I'm right in the line of Straussiana. Right Because I'm right behind the behind wicket. Behind the bowl I'm stood there having a drink like him. It must have been the bright suit I had on something. Oh, that's funny. And the sunglasses. Yeah. Getting spotted. <laughs> Brilliant. He got done the next part. Oh, no. Forgot about that. <laughs> Panned right onto me, the camera it went, did. Wow. I went, ooh. I can imagine you two have a lot of fun. When we do, yes. <laughs> when you're oh, yeah, out, when you're out. Yes. Um, so the role of a manager these days, obviously it's, it's, it seems to have changed vastly from the kind of oh, massively, um, yeah, massively, stories. Yeah. 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 So looking at the, the World Cup, looking at Gareth Southgate, what is the kind of, tough question, but what's the kind of expectation for him? What would be a failure? What would be his jobs at risk? Or I don't know about job at risk because... Because of his, 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 he's got some, you know, some stature in what he's done, and he's some a bit more, see a bit more time, like I mean. But um, of course, you never know with your bosses when they crack, mm. and you know you, you're not in control of your own destiny sometimes when they don't. 
so show some goodwill, loyalty. What they all go about managers moving on, they don't show any loyalty. Well, that's the reverse of you don't see any loyalty from above more a lot of the time. Like you know what I mean. So the expectation is is show us that you can get to the final. And then, and then we'd all want him to win it, but yeah. it, it, it's got to it's got to be that by by his record, you know. And, and his record is with the players that he's got. Is is there's only there's only there's only Sir Alf Ramsey done better. Yeah. I think he's done a great job. I think he's changed the whole ethos. I think uh, yeah. the players are comfortable with it. You see that. I think uh, I, I think there's extra pressure because he has done well. Which comes with the territory. Yeah. Comes with the territory. I think I think he'll be going in there looking to win it. Mm. I think you've got to do that with the players he's got. Um, after that, do I think it? I think he might. It might be for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking for Gareth. Not the. Uh, I think he might just go. That's enough. That's it now. I do. And 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 mm. and and by the way, he's done magnificent. Magnificent. Mm. I, if, it, if there was one thing, and this is always hard when you're a manager or a coach, he'll tell you, it's timings or substitutions. And I was at the final against Italy and I just thought he left it a bit too late. And I think if you, if Gareth, if you spoke to Gareth, he might agree with that now. And that's that's where you've got to be so important. When they, you know, we went one up, great start and we, we were good, we could have gone... And then they started getting hold of the in the middle of the park. They started getting possession, and and being at the game, you smell it. And I, yeah. he made substitutes. He broke Grealish, and I just thought a wee bit too late. Now in the in the game, hey, hey, I might be wrong, but that was just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. On on the day, overall, magnificent job. Great young players. I think what's happened. I think the system of bringing the players through the the FA have put in place. It's fantastic. I think all the players now know the jobs through the different age categories. And it's, you know, we've got some good, good players. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk to you as well, Peter, about the Ballon d'Or. So obviously, going back to 1985, you finished fourth <laughs> in the world. I mean, absolutely I insane. It's, that's, the Ballon d'Or is still so coveted now mm. and it's still, you know, we, we I think we all have hopes that there will be an English player that that, that wins it soon. Um, can you just tell, how was that experience? Um, I think uh, Maradona won it. I think Platini was second. Elkia, the Danish striker, was third. Mm. And I was fourth. And I was, uh, Sam will tell you, as a young lad, I was, I was quite good. Going forward, good in attacking. really good. Yeah. And then when they done me knee, yeah. I had to adapt my game. So what's, what I find hard with the Ballon d'Or, it's invariably attackers, yeah. attacking minded players who win it. Because yeah, people yeah. love goals. They do. People love goals. Never but, see a goalie win it. And, and the goalie might, by the way, Neville Southall won us that many games. Mm. If you're honest, and the goal go on about Cantona, Schmeichel, yeah. Not many trophies oh, for Manchester United. Yeah. So, you know, when you're talking about, it's always going to be a front man for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, we just talked before, Reese James is a right back. I still think he can play in the middle of the park. You know, would one that type of player, would a holding midfield player ever win it? Will a centre back ever win it? Well, I'm going to push you to choose three English lads that could win the Ballon d'Or. So, three, Ten. two, one. Yeah. 
Kane in three. I go. Oh no, he'd be the number one. Two. One. Be, yeah, yeah. He'd be number one because yeah. he's the one. He's the one likely to score the goals or be the. Well, there you if, go. if England go all the way, Lineker got. He was getting hammered, and then he got three against them, two against them, one against them. And he's a hero. Yeah. Okay. So he can. He could be. And if England go a long way, yeah, uh, in, in in the World Cup as well, and he scores, he's up there with the leading scorers in the World Cup. He's got to be your number one. Yeah, number one contender, I think. Okay. Bellingham second, Foden third, attackers. All attackers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If Foden can contest, oh, good player. If Foden can put his form yeah. into England like he does at Manchester City, mm. there's a there's a little glitch to be got to be overcome for Phil Foden. I don't know whether. I think he's mature and mm-hmm. physically yeah, I mean, all the time. He's, you know, he's mm-hmm. 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to break all records at Man City the way he's going on. Like, mm-hmm. And he's matured and he scores goals, makes goals, find his best position. Mm-hmm. You know? Will will Tottenham's um, opportunities, Tottenham's trophy or lack of trophies affect Kane's chances of, of ever finishing high up in it? Mm, yeah. Invariably, I think. That's why he wanted to get away, yeah. I think. Yeah. Not only, nothing to do with the Ballad, he wanted to get away, he win some medals. Yeah. And uh, it, it looks like he's come to terms with that now and he's going to do and stay a bit like Alan Shearer. Well, Alan did win the Premier League with Blackburn, but yeah. not, nothing with Newcastle like he wanted to, but was was happy enough being a Newcastle lad to, to stay with him mm. and be a legend. So who do you think is going to be England's player of the tournament? <laughs> I'll be <it. laughs> Like pushing you. If we, if we want to, we want to go, all we want to do is we want Harry Kane to be player of the tournament because yeah. we want Harry Kane to score all the goals that are going to, going to take. Personally, I would always say, and I think Gareth, one thing Gareth's got, Gareth knows that if he has the best defensive record like yeah. he's had, and like he's focused on, which he's had criticism for, which is outrageous. Yeah, it is. Because every team that wins something has the best mm. defensive record. Mm. Who win the Premier League, who win the Euros, win the Champions League, they have the best defensive record. Yeah. And that's what happens. I think football. Rice is a bit, he knits all that together, doesn't he? In the middle of the park. That, that might be maybe a bit biased because there was a midfield player. But I'll just see him, he fills holes, he smells danger. And, and, and on the other side of it, he doesn't have release release the ball and get it in there to people. I think he's a very instrumental player for England. Yeah, he was in your starting yeah, 11 that we did earlier. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned Rhys James a little bit earlier. Um, I want to touch on the right-back situation that England has at the minute, but start off with kind of tell us a little bit about Rhys James because you were at Wigan when he was there as a youngster. I think we, 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 we spotted him playing for Chelsea under-23s against Lincoln. Paul Cook, uh, the manager, got him in. And then uh, pre-season, just, you know, the pre-season, he gets the ball out, but he gets team play out. And then you see this kid, you know, one-twos, getting the byline, cutting the back, knocking balls in the, what we call the corridor of uncertainty. And you're going, this kid can play. This kid can play. He's going to go. And and anybody I spoke to says, hey, Chelsea have got one. Chelsea have got one here and he was a brilliant pro, brilliant in, in the, the gymnasium looking after himself, conscientious. But I'll tell you what, desire to win, 
and then he, 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 he had a problem with a few injuries. You put him in the middle of the park. And he's he's the, good. He was the best player in the middle of the park. Mm. He was magnificent. And you know when you see a good young player and you go, wow. And it, he, nah, it, it, to be fair to you, it wasn't good judgment. It was him being a player. You know, if you if you were there, co- if you were Coco the Clown, you just go like, like this player. when you get a player like that. You go, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you. You see, <laughs> thank you. So you do, you do. You go, wow. The less time you have to spend with him, the better. Yeah, yeah. The less time you have to spend with the players, the better, because they got it outstanding. They get outstanding. it. They get it. You got, you, you know. And I, I, I think he should play in in the if he's fit in the England side, but. How much of a compliment to that? He's getting in before Walker. Mm. Walker, mm. Carl Walker has been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Trippier. You know, there's some players there. Unbelievable. You know, and, and, and to be the fair The more right-backs have we got there, left-backs have it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So so that's how much I rate, I, I rate him as a player because Carl Walker is, is, is a great player and has been a great player and won things. So if if they're all fit, Trent, Trippier, Walker, James, what James. order? If they're all fit, what order? Oh, if they're all fit, that's a yeah. telling question. Yep. James Walker. Back to pushes. James first, Walker, Walker second. Yeah. Trent Alexander. Well, if, we, if, they're all, if they're all fit, then I have to go for how are they playing now? Right. Because we're talking right System. now. Yeah. So Trent's not playing great now. Yeah. Got to a cough. Yeah, love him. I think he's an unbelievable footballer. But nobody, great player. Nobody's taught him how to defend yet. So yeah, I said cool. that before yeah. in, the, in the, an episode last time, and I still say it now. It, it, it's still a, it, it's no it's nowhere near as important as our day because our day was it was the most important thing first yeah. defending. Now it's the second yeah. most important. I mean, so I've got James and Trippier at the minute as. One and two. Okay. For me. Yeah. So, well, how big? How big of a problem is it, or how much of a worry is it for England? Because as it stands, we don't know if James Walker and Trent will be fit for the World Cup. So, how how much of a problem is that for England? Will Trippier be able to handle it on his own? <laughs> the, bo- <laughs> the bottom line as a manager, you want them all fit. You want them all fit. If they're not, if they're not fit. You don't worry about that then. Okay. It's a, it, the cards have been dealt. You just got to have your belief in Trippier. Would would I have belief in Trippier? Yeah. So you've got to be positive. Yeah. You've got to be positive. You can't. I like that. You right. can't. He's, like that. he's on top of his game at yeah. Newcastle now. He won yeah. the league yeah. with uh, in Spain. Yeah. That, that hey, by the way, he went over yeah. there and played as went well. Went over and played every game. But let's admit that it's, yeah. yeah. And like I say, he can still play, it. and the beauty of him, he can play left back all day. Yeah, he can, yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, I'm a fantasy football manager. That's my experience, and I have Trippier in my team. So, you know, yes, we're kind of similar, the three <laughs> of us. <laughs> um, and, and you mentioned Trippier being able to play those variety of positions. How how important is he for a squad, especially a squad going to the World Cup, where you've got those players? I think it's very important, but it, it's a bit like uh, Dyer. He's the same. He can play centre midfield, centre back, and so he's got a couple of positions. And, I mean, I mean, we look at Decker and Lice. This doesn't happen normally. Normally, when you start off up front, you go back the way. Declan Rice started as a centre-half all his life and now ends up a great centre midfield player. So he's been moved out of his, his natural position into, into, into being... And now, if you said to him, go and play centre-half, he'd go, what? 
I yeah. don't want to play centre half. What do you mean? You know, whereas, whereas in the beginning, the manager say, go and play centre midfield for me. Go, well, I'm not so sure I want to do that. Like, and now he's just taken to it mm. brilliantly. Brilliantly. So, yeah. I always say to players, don't turn yourself down to one position because you're only you're only being available for selection for one position. If you come in and see me as a manager and say I just can't play there, just don't play me there, just don't. And I'd say, look, look, I'll just to get, look. Do me a job. I will take the can. I will take the stick, and yeah. it was me that asked you to play in that position. And if you say, what a bad game he has, it's yeah, it's my fault. I put him out of position. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. I asked him to do a job for me. It didn't work. So I take the pressure on that way and then say, but we need you to try and go. And then sooner, sooner, like Declan Rice, they end up not wanting to go back to their old position if it goes well. Yeah. And they keep getting selected. But, you know, you can then, you can then drop them back there if you're struggling with injuries or suspensions. And you say, well, just drop back there for a couple of games and then you'll be back wherever you are before, you know. So that flexibility in a player. You know, yeah, called them utility yeah. players in our day. Well, Pep's, he's a good Pep, utility player. Pep Guardiola has said that Phil Foden could play in five positions and could play in left back if he needed to. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure he could. <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue with Pep. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, well, Peter, thank you so much My for joining pleasure. us. Enjoyed it. It's been really nice. I really love to hear the stories of the two of you together. Um, so thank you, thank you so much yes. for joining us, and thank you as always. I'll see you Sam. again next time. Thank you. See you again next, next time. time. Yes, yeah. we'll be back next week with another episode of No Tippy Tappy Football, brought to you by William Hill, and we'll have another brilliant guest because Sam again he'll open up his black book and we'll find someone else to join us. So <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Thank you.